Today we are going to be talking on the topic, Ye are the salt of the earth. And our text is taken from Matthew 5, 13 to 16. He says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the earth has lost its taste, its strength, its quality, or how can its saltness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer, but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by man. Please, can we have a Luke 14, 34? Salt is good, an excellent thing, but if salt has lost its strength and has become saltless, insipid, flat, how shall its tasteness be restored? 35. It is fit neither for the land nor for the manure heap. Men throw it away. He who has ears to hear, let him listen and consider and comprehend by hearing. Praise the Lord. I'll start this night by defining what salt is. We all know what salt is. But let's just um, go into the dictionary and find out what he has for, for us at, as a salt explanation. Collins Concise Dictionary defines salt as a white powder or colorless crystalline solid consisting mainly of sodium chloride and used for seasoning and preserving food. Salt is basically sodium chloride used to preserve food. It's not only being used to preserve food. As we go down, we'll find out. It's used as fertilizer. It is used as a disinfectant. And it could be used as preservative. The salt in Luke's version is basically talking about the, the fertilizing agent and the disinfectant agent. That's the one I really want to use because it's a different version from the Matthew 5, 13 to 16 one. The salt in Luke's version is basically a fertilizing agent and a disinfectant. With time, if nothing is done, it loses its flavor. Now, if you check the history of when Jesus uh, made this statement, salt was then... As it, the, the tongue was not then purified in the way it's used, is, is purified today. What they do is um, they go to the Red Sea. They pick um, some residues there and then they let it dry. Once it dries, they put it in, in their plants and that becomes a fertilizing agent for them. But if, if it is not used basically for that purpose, it becomes worthless. I say Christians are a catalyst for growth in any given society. We are catalysts for growth in any given society. We are people of value, called to add value to people's lives, no matter who they are or what region they belong to. You never can tell it. It was because of that one soul that God sent you to that organization. It is because of that one soul that God sent you to that marketplace where you are. It didn't just happen by chance. Nothing happens by chance. It is God that directs our footsteps. God has called all of us, but we must deliver on our mandate. If we don't deliver on our mandate, we'll be like that salt that has lost its savour. Children of God must deliver on our mandate. We must not just sit and watch and let things go bad when we know we can do something. I like to give this example of Esther. 
If Esther has refused to do what she was supposed to do, there will be no juice today. But she was there, and she recognized why she was put in that palace to save the Jews. And that is why we have Jews today. If not, Mordecai uh, would have made sure that the whole nation of Jews was wiped out. Praise the Lord. So we must deliver on our mandate. She was a, a simple orphan, but she was able. She was able. She knows whom she has. She knows what she carries. She only asked for a simple prayer. And that was how she delivered on her mandate. We shall be like that Esther that was able to deliver on that mandate. Amen. As a salt, you can make a difference. Do not sleep on your job. Give taste in that marketplace. God wants to use you to fulfill his agenda. Make yourself available. Set things on fire around you. For you to keep the light burning brightly, you are to promote that good cause as a politician, as a lawyer, as a medical personnel, as a pharmacist, as a business person. God wants to use you to deliver his mandate. We shall not act lukewarmness. We shall not just stay and allow, after all, it does not concern me because the thing has not happened to you. We must deliver our mandate in that our workplace that place that God has called us to use us. Just like God used Esther, we must deliver on our mandate. Just like God used Joseph. If Joseph was not in Egypt at the time, his people would have died of hunger. Even though he had so many disappointments and everything, he still stood, knowing that the God that he serves does not sleep and he does not slumber. We know that our God does not sleep and he does not slumber. Whatever situation that we are and wherever we find ourselves, we know that God will deliver us. So let us not sleep. Let us stand up to the occasion. Let us not throw in the towel because our God is a good God and he comes at that right time. Praise the Lord. So many of us, we are supposed to be promoting our Christianity, acting as salt that we are. But instead, we use our office to defraud. We use our office to do so many things. In your office, that place that you work, can people really say, this man is a real child of God. Can really, people say and vouch for you that when that money is missing, your hand will never be there. And that you will not even know. Because I believe that when you know, I don't say you are an accomplice. Can it be said of you that, that when they are doing that bad thing, you will not join them. Even if you don't, some people will say after I do not join them. But you are watching. You are there looking. You knew that it was going on and you do not say you can blow your whistle. Blow whistle is allowed. The law allows it. Blow the whistle. That way, you are keeping your mandate by not allowing that company to be defrauded. By not allowing that bad thing that is going on under your nose and you're keeping quiet. By not allowing that policy that you know will affect the poor and the vulnerable and you keep quiet. Do not keep quiet. Speak. If there's nothing you can do, shout. Speak it. But don't go to the Facebook and start saying all manner of nonsense. You know the right place to speak, and your voice will be heard. If you can't do really nothing, pray. God says, if my people who are called by my name shall repent of their sin and pray, he says, he will hear them, and he will answer us. There are so many we can do. We shall not be like that salt that is so dried and useless, that has lost its savour and has lost its zest. 
We shall not be like that one. In the mighty name of Jesus. We shall be people that are ready to stand and dance our call. The disciples or Christians are, the second one is that they are disinfectants. You are supposed to disinfect the society of evil practices. As Christians, we should stand up and defend the weak and the vulnerable. Let's see 1 Thessalonians um, 5.14. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 says, And we earnestly beseech you, brethren, admonish, warn, and seriously advise those who are out of line, the loafers, the disorderly, the unruly, I encourage the timid and the faith-hearted, help and give you support to the weak souls. And be very patient with everybody, always, keeping your temper. So we are supposed to protect the vulnerables and the weak. We are not supposed to allow hurt to come up to them. Praise the Lord. We are not trying to judge anyone, but I tell you, in my place, when you see evil and you don't prevent it or speak up, you are an accomplice. I've said that before. Silence means approval or assent. Such Christians that are not being disinfectant in any way because disinfectants are, ha- are hard on jams, evil activities, and they kill it fast. Christians should rise up to, the, to preserve lives, not only by praying, but also by speaking and kicking against evil activities. When you see policies that are not good, kick against it. We are to season what is tasteless, preserve the society from decay, and express mutual covenant and loyalty to each other as Christians. We are to protect ourselves. Even if you don't know me, you are still to protect me. You are still to protect me. Even that other uh, religion that is in your office, you should protect the person if you are in the position to do that. You shouldn't let any evil come to them because God loves all his children. The way God loves you is the way God loves him. The way he died for you is the way he died for them. Praise the Lord. When we neglect the reason why we are called, we have mostly become spectators. We are losing our savour. We are like a footballer that is supposed to be in the football field. And he has gone to sit with the spectators to watch and hail. Hey! It's a goal! You're not supposed to be there. Or they are giving goal. And you're there and say, oh! You're supposed to come into the field and play the ball. You're supposed to do it. You're not supposed to just watch. Tell your neighbor that you will not be a spectator in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not be a spectator where where you are supposed to walk. In your marketplace, you are not going to be a spectator. In the mighty name of Jesus. As Jesus' disciples, we have to speak well at all times. Let us read Colossians Colossians 4.6. Let your speech at all times be gracious, pleasant, and winsome, seasoned as it were with salt. So that you may never be at a loss to know how you ought to answer everyone who puts a question to you. Even if the question is annoying. If you don't know what to do, count one to ten. If you don't know what, if you are very, really, really angry with the question, count one to ten. And I I bet you, by the time you get to ten, you forgive the person. Learn to jump and pass. You know what is jump and pass? As they are bringing it on, you are dodging. They bring it this way, you dodge. They bring anyhow they bring it, you jump and pass. Don't let it affect you. And don't let what the next person is doing make you speak any evil word that you're not supposed to speak. Children of God, our mouth is not for, for speaking evil. It is for praising God. 
Jesus gives light to people around him. Likewise, we are expected to give light to people around us to see. Light has the characteristics of dispelling darkness and warming all its riches. Everywhere it reaches, it warms it. Of exalting forms. All this is done with the greatest speed. Being the light of the world means Christians should be spreading the love of our Lord Jesus Christ everywhere. Everywhere we go, we should spread the love. Let us check what John 8.21 said concerning that. John 8.21 Then Jesus saying, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have light. So Jesus is the light. Praise the Lord. Light fights darkness due to evil and sin. It's often caused by ignorance, prejudice, and selfishness. The more we look on the face of Jesus, like the impressioned painting, the more light we see and the more we are transfigured by him. What you focus on is what you look like. If you focus on good, with time, you begin to look like that thing. But if you focus on bad, before you know it, you stray. That shall not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. What Jesus meant by being the light of the world is a demonstration of his love life. Where there is love, there is light. And where there is light, there is life. People of God, we have the responsibility, which is to influence the world around us. We need to influence the world around us. I remember that song that says, shine your light. That must really rhyme. Do you remember it? That little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. That little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. That little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. We are going to shine our light in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus used this illustration, illustration as light, to describe every Christian who shines with the brilliance of the Lord. You know, you have to be like your father. I am like Jesus. I am like my father here on earth. Say to yourself, you are like your father here on earth. We have the light of God. We have God living inside of us. So we are like him. We are carrying, we are great carriers of, of light. All of us. So long as you are a believer, you have Christ living inside of you. Praise the Lord. In other words, our testimonies will get out on us. Those around us will see it and be touched by it. By the time you keep shining your light everywhere, you don't know who. That's your neighbor. That you're touching. That ordinarily would not want to have come to your God. But because of the way you're shining your light, before, the, the way you're walking in love, the way you're embracing everybody, you know, helping everybody, and then smiling at everybody. You know that smile? That smile. This is our smile. It's it, 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 it very important. It might not even give anybody money. It might not give anything, but just smile at that security man and show him love. Smile at that Muslim security man. Smile at that uh, man that is begging money. On the road, you no. Know, most of us now we don't want to be giving them money because of how we feel. But it is not your place to judge them. Bible says we should not judge, so that we will not be judged. It is your place to love them. Maybe by your love, peradventure, the way you love them, you draw them to your Christ. That is showing, shining your light. That is how we shine our light, and that is how we become salt on the earth. Praise the Lord. In conclusion, as Christians, God expects us to set a standard of morals on earth. If you check. Matthew 5, 10 to 16. 
Happy are those who are attacked on account of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven will be theirs. Happy are you when men give you bad name and are cruel to you and say all evil things against you falsely because of me. Be glad and full of joy, for great is your reward in heaven. For so we are the prophets attacked who were before you. So if the prophets were attacked, Jesus, his own, was even worse. Who are thou? You are the salt of the earth. But if its taste goes from the salt, how will you make it salt again? It is then good for nothing but to be put out and crushed under foot by men. You are the light of the world. A, a town put on a hill may be seen by all. This 14, let me just emphasize it a little. We're living in a hill. Maybe Zuma Hill. With lights, so many lights flooding your house. There's nobody that enters this town that will not see you. Or just plateau. If you're living on those plateaus, those hills, there's nowhere somebody will not see you. That's what Jesus is saying, metaphorically, that we should be like. A burning light is not put under a vessel, but on its table, so that its ray may be shining on all who are in the house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Even so, 16, even so, let your light be shining before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Even if, just to give your Father in heaven glory, is it not enough? We are the salt of the earth and we must strive not to lose our savor. We are the city on a hill that cannot be hidden. I'm concluding. We must not hide our values. So by default, as Christians, we are on display for the world to learn from. The world is supposed to learn good things from us. We are not supposed to go to Facebook, social media, and be washing our dirty linens. We are not supposed to follow the world to do what they are doing. We are supposed to be a correcting agent. Let them see us and see there's a difference. And by our ways, we'll turn them to our Christ. Praise the Lord. Let us avoid offenses, simple offenses, to avoid offenses, simply walk in love. I've said that before. We are commanded to love others as Christ loved us. There's a why and there's how of doing everything. God wants us to do everything right, to show forth his glory. Colossians 1, 9 to 10. We are not going to read that. This is what it means to be the salt of the earth. We should look for and descend opportunities to minister the gospel and its grace to someone in that workplace. Not just by speaking, but also by our conduct. God has placed us in certain privileged environments and positions for this purpose of being the salt and the light. What are you doing about it? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word that has come forth. To admonish and to set us aright and to build up our faith. Give us the grace, O Lord, to actually be the salt of the earth and the light of the world in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.